getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon. On Kiss 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. I hope you're having a good day so far because I have a great show for you this evening. I'm in good spirits because it's a Wednesday. I'm wearing pink because tomorrow is the opening of Mean Girls across Singapore. We got it a bit late, right? Because、yeah. the movie came out in January in the US and a lot of us were like wondering is this movie even going to come out here? Because it's not exactly a reboot or a sequel. It is, okay, get this. It is a movie adaptation of the Broadway musical adaptation of the movie. Huh? Mm hmm.、Uh, but Renee Rapp is in it. She plays Regina George. I hear she's fabulous.、Mm. Uh, the one to look out for in the film. Okay, so go get your tickets. You can get it at the projector, from what I understand. I think they might be the only cinema chain here、uh, that is screening、uh, the Mean Girls、wow. musical. You're on your way. I'm on my way. With Joshua Simon. You know, right before I joined radio, I used to work in a videography company because I studied film. And so I majored in film and I thought the next step after army, because even in the army, I was doing film.、Mm-hmm. Like, not many people know there's a film unit and I was like doing like internal video editing and stuff.、Wow. Um, and I thought, okay, my career is going to be in film.、Uh, so I started off filming couples' wedding videos, going to the house early morning, film the gown, <gasps> film the makeup getting done, doing the, gr- the gate crash, everything.、Oh, wow. Yeah, seeing all the nasty things people have had to eat. And then I have to quickly edit. Did everything that I film for the evening ceremony.、So、yeah, how do people do that? It's such a time crunch. How did I do that? Yes, <laughs> it was very, very intense. And, and there was a reason why I left after a while. You know, I really couldn't take it anymore. It was, it's a lot of hard work. Okay,、mm. so just. For this moment, shout out to anyone who's a cameraman who's had to understand what this feels like. And if you're getting married, you hired a camera crew, please go easy on them. Okay,、mm. video editing takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of time. And even though it's 2024, it takes time to like render the video, you know, because we're all shooting HD, 4K, and all that.、Yes. So when you edit and export, it also takes time. Okay, so don't rush the camera crew, okay?、Uh, but I bring this up only because, you know, we were listening to a love song by、uh, Sarah Bareilles. That's a very popular song at weddings.、Mm-hmm. I always I always hear that. I always hear、um, Shania Twain. And I'm still in close contact with my boss from back then, and he says, like, the new songs that everyone keeps adding is Steven Sanchez. But there's this little in joke among the camera crew that there's this song that a lot of couples use as well Bruno Mars, Marry You. Because it sounds so sweeping and joyful,、yes. you know? But then he's saying. That's correct, yeah, I think、yeah. I want to marry you. But then after that, he says, let's do something stupid, let's do something dumb, I want to marry you. It's like, no, it should not be、uh, a decision made on a whim. Yes, you have to take、yes. it very, very seriously, please.、Uh, Jilin. The day you walk down the aisle with Daryl.、Um, oh ooh, oh ooh, no, my goodness. Ooh, ooh. Stop, stop, what, stop. Song, what song would you want to have play? Oh, oh、uh, maybe like、uh, Elton John. Wow. Yeah. I thought you'd be one of those Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, what? Like, no. No, Gen Z, ma. No, the, the day I do, I. Ooh, the day I do. I want it to be with Spice Girls. Okay, well, we're just gonna keep dreaming, all of us.、Um, for the song, 
that you walk down the aisle to or at your wedding? What would be your dream song? WhatsApp me right now your answer and I'll play it for you. And I'll also give you a $100 gift card from With Love K, a dreamy clothing block shop brand that effortlessly blends modern aesthetics with timeless elegance. Earlier on, I asked you to tell me what your dream wedding song will be. Because I think boys do it too. Heck, everything that I do in my life, I always think of the song to have in the background. It's got to have a soundtrack. And since I was a kid, I've always known that the day I get married, if I get married, it'll be to To Become One by the Spice Girls. There's just something, that sense of purity in Emma Bunton, Baby Spice's voice that just like hit me even as a kid. I want to do a couple of shout-outs right now. I don't know if this is true or not, but Brandon says he's getting married this week. And it will be to Train. Are you going to be singing on stage? (laughs) Speaking of which, we got a text in for More Than Words, which is like the staple sing on stage wedding song, the groom with all his best men, right? Shout out to Shu Ping Wen with a very unique song choice here for her wedding. She grew up with Anastasia on TV. Oh, the slow dance will be so grand. A chance for you to win a $100 shopping spree from With Love K. This dreamy clothing blog shop brand is up for grabs. Let me know, what is your dream wedding song? Keeping you company on your way home. Joshua Simon, Kiss 92. Stop it, huh? Stop it, huh, you guys? Hey, hello. Stop it, huh? This is the part of the show where I lovingly tell you to stop it, huh? I took a cab to work, even though I don't live very far from the office, but I'm going for the Mean Girls premiere right after the show, and I don't want to sweat loud, so I just don't care if I find out. I'll just book a taxi. Taxi came, picked me up, and usually, first thing I do is I put my headphones on, I let the driver follow GPS or whatever, you know? But I, I could not do that. I could not use my phone because it was one of those car rides. I don't know if you've ever been one of those. It's so frustrating where you're in the car, and the car's like, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. It's like, huh, 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 like that, you know? And it was just, it, it, I knew that looking at my phone would make me nauseous. So my eyes were on the road more so than my driver, okay? He was looking at the road in front of him as drivers are supposed to do. I took my basic theory. I should know this. While at the same time, intermittently looking down at his lap, where his phone was so he didn't have a phone stand he didn't have a tripod or anything that's supposed to keep his phone away from his hand okay so it was on his lap which is super dangerous and we don't even need to say the obvious which is this is super illegal but going beyond the the fact that it's illegal this puts you sir in danger it puts me in danger and it puts everyone else in danger and I'm just one person who experienced this today. I would not be surprised if it happened yesterday, if it's happening right now. And what I don't want is for it to happen tomorrow. Okay, we reported about this yesterday, how the number of accidents we've been getting here on the roads have gone up exponentially. And it's cases like these, which is why I'm saying, please, uh, stop it. Uh, or be responsible. It's not rocket science, right? Stop it, uh, you guys. There was even a point when a car behind us was honking at us because it was a green light, 
but my driver is looking down on his lap at his phone. And I'm like, uncle, can try 3D? And then there was like a three second pause before he realized this, you know, so he was like, oh, okay, can, can. And then he started driving. And I'm like, yeah, cannot lah. I don't care how many years you've been on these roads. Heck, I'm actually worried if you've been on these roads for many, many years, okay? I don't care how experienced you are as a driver. Super basic, you should not be using your phone while you're driving, okay? Please buy one of those phone stands and remember that this is not your grandfather road. We've been hearing this phrase for a very long time. These roads are shared with every single one of us. Let's all do better. I gotta say, I'm very surprised. There are quite a few names that have not performed at the Super Bowl. Okay, okay. Okay, uh, Taylor Swift is given. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it, she would tear it up for sure. Okay, but I'm thinking MC. Oh. Who? You don't know, right? Who MC? There's so many MCs. Okay, there's two MCs that I'm thinking about, okay? I want to see Miley Cyrus show up in a wrecking ball. Oh. I came in like a Just busting through the stadium <laughs> like that. And then she'll make everyone cry with the climb. Oh, yeah. Everyone will like sway their hands, their arms from side to side, you know, toss light in the air, that kind. And then it's a very American show, right? So then, party in the USA. A 4th of July staple now. And while Miley, this MC, handles the 4th of July, the other MC will do an extended version of Christmas <gasps> Mariah Carey Mariah Carey has never performed at the Super Bowl and that blows my mind because we've had Madonna mm-hmm. you know we've had um, Katy Perry we've had Lady Gaga Michael Jackson Jenna Jackson why not Mariah it continues to blow my mind she will unite generations right with upbeat tracks like emotions and also fantasy And then if you're thinking of the power ballads, especially for the athletes and their families, imagine hearing and singing along to Hero, a song that all of us had to learn last time during assembly in primary school. <laughs> for Teacher's Day, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Can, can someone contact Mariah? Anyone got Mariah's handphone number? Send to us. Try to make this happen, please. Mariah Carey for Super Bowl 2025. All right now, this K-pop group. Ew, maybe we could get a K-pop group. Like Blackpink Ooh. or BTS after Amira. Getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on KISS 92. Yes, I'm dropping this on you soon like fresh tilapia, a $100 dining voucher from Greenwood Fish Market. This is seafood flown in from France, Ireland, US, Australia, New Zealand, and more. If you've been cutting back because it's expensive to eat seafood, but you love seafood or it's hard to find good seafood, then this one's for you. Greenwood Fish Market is the place to get your oysters, your shrimp, your fish, your shellfish. Okay, $100 to start you off. It's in Bukitima, by the way. And also, I'm really excited to share with you my full conversation with Eric Nam. When I told my friends that I'm interviewing Eric Nam, it was a barrage of, oh my god, he's so hot, he's so cool, my god. And I was like, okay, okay, well, chill. I want to see if I can 
get a sense of who he is. So I spent the the weekend listening to his album, diving into his podcast, his app, his. He's done a little bit of everything, right? And I did not anticipate what we ended up having a conversation about. It was on mental health, the price and pressure of fame. It's a compelling interview that we did together because it is such a rare thing to see a Korean American pop star be this vulnerable to talk about what he's been going through. Right? Everyone sees all the cool fame, uh, as the the shiny, glittery aspects of of being a superstar, but he opened up almost with a cry of help, saying, "I'm tired. I need a break." And and I really hope that this interview sends him on his way to where he needs to be. And I hope this conversation reaches those who need it as well. Almost there. You're on your way on Kiss 92. His life was changed forever in his early 20s when he was in India doing some service work and he received an email, a request to send in an audition tape for a major K-pop agency. He thought it was a scam at first, but when he said yes, they actually sent over a flight and the rest is history. Eric, I want to take us back to that moment in India with the service work, right? And if you think you stayed, do you think a part of you would have wanted to still be that Eric Nam today? Yeah, I mean, I think it was always the goal and the dream to do music, but you just don't know how. Like, how do you do that? How do you become an artist? Like, what, 12, 13 years ago, TikTok didn't exist. Instagram was still new. YouTube was where a lot of people were doing content creation, and, and even though it was happening, there were not many musicians coming out of YouTube. You know, Justin Bieber was still very, very young, and he was probably like the biggest success case for YouTube. And so, I think the music industry and becoming a musician was such a guarded-off, fenced-off kind of place where you don't know how to break in. And so, when I had the opportunity. To pursue music, I was like, absolutely, I have to. This is this is my shot. Do you think there's like another Eric out there in a multiverse?、Uh, what do you think he's doing? Oh, he's definitely still just working in a cubicle somewhere or in the back office of some client.、Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's I've always had so many interests that I could see myself doing a lot of different things, and that's probably why I do so many things even now in my career. And so、um, my ADHD plays a big role in that, but also just the fact that you know I'm very curious. And so there's probably a musician version here, but there's also the barista version working at some coffee shop as well. I was really looking forward to this interview. I spent the my whole weekend was like a deep dive into your work, and I got excited not because oh you're like famous or I I didn't care so much about the number stuff, but the more that I watched your podcast and like the interviews that you've done, it just seemed like you're just this cool dude I would hang out with. So I was like, I'm just excited to like hang out with、oh. you, you know. So well, thank you for doing the deep dive and thank you for hanging out. I'm very excited as well.、Man. You're doing a lot, and very often artists kind of like hold back a bit, and they. Are very precise and particular about what they do, and you're like, I'm gonna do a little bit of everything, and and I really like that. Yeah, I mean, I think there are two different ways of thinking about it. There are people who are like, you should just do music, you should just focus on that. But I've never 
even thinking about growing up, I've never had one specific interest. And I've never had favorites. Like a lot of people have a favorite color, a favorite food, a favorite movie. Like I really don't have a lot of those. If I'm answering those questions in an interview, it's because that's the question I have to give an answer. But I'm very flexible and I don't believe in absolutes. I think there are versions and different modifications and there's a scale of, you know, how we feel and how we enjoy things. And I think that really translates into my life and my career as well. I think it's brave for you to explore nuances and all the different shades because a lot of people don't like I mean I live in Singapore and it's always pick a color pick the thing that you want to do stick with it and then what happens you become shackled to it right so like I, I think it's great that you're adventurous and, and you don't have that one answer yeah life is short and there are also so many things just enjoy as many things as you can always with you on your way on Kiss 92 the elusive house on a hill it's that modern day aspiration that every person has but there are not enough hills for all the houses that we want and it's the premise for your album how has making house on a hill and performing the songs from it cemented your perception of that house on a hill i think i'm coming more and more to terms with the fact that maybe you don't need a house on a hill maybe that house on a hill is the pursuit and the process of finding happiness and being creative and doing what you love and just having the people that you care about and you love around you and that is the house on a hill maybe it isn't necessarily a physical house for some people it will be but for me I spend so much time on the road and I spend so much time doing different things in different places that it has really become about the people that I work with the people that I love and then the work that I do am I enjoying what I do because for so many of us that's what we spend most of our time on and it also mm -hmm. is such a big part of how we define who we are and what we do you know there are people who will say that's not great but for me that is the truth and so coming to terms with that has been good because now i'm not looking for oh i need to get a place or buy a thing or buy an item it's more about what i'm doing in the moment and who i'm with that's been a very i don't know in some ways a very liberating thought to have in the past year or so yeah how strange is it right we have more than we have ever needed at our disposal and just to be able to say like it is enough it's what you're saying right like i i feel enough i feel like what i have is enough it reminded me of, of something i i told a friend of mine i told him to shatter his dreams before reality shatters it for him it's that taking a hammer and like chipping away at that house on a hill and then figuring out what do i actually want right like i actually just want sushi i want to play video games i want to like fall in love that's it you know it's great it's a great way to think about it. that's part two of my interview with eric nam i spoke to him right after his show here in singapore promoting his house on a hill album it's compelling isn't it to to meet someone at the peak of his career he has the ability the means to buy that house on a hill but now he's questioning whether or not he even wants it we go into his mental health his relationship with fame next Joshua Simon, Kiss 92. I was listening to I Wish It Wasn't Me, and I knew I, I had to ask you about your relationship with fame. Mm. I cannot fathom how much the world opens up to someone who is famous, right? You can go to all these places, you can meet all these incredible people, but on the other hand, it's terrifying for me. Like, I want a house in a hole, like, rather than on a hill, you know? Um, are there places that you can go to just disappear if you want to disappear or people that you can disappear with? Um, I have, like, 
I think certain moments in time in my year or places where I can just go and be, but it is kind of crazy that it's seemingly no matter how far I go to, it's like there will always be people who know who you are, and what you do, and they'll figure it out. And there's a complete lost sense of anonymity. And I think for a while it was like really stressful because I started becoming very paranoid. You know, mm. it's gotten a lot better, but at the peak of when I was so busy, particularly in Korea, like the image and the persona through the TV and through the shows is like Eric Nam is like the nicest person, which I'm not saying I'm not a nice person, but when that expectation is put upon you, people feel like they can ask everything of you all the time. And because of that expectation, I feel like I have to say yes to everything. And that was when it got really, really hard. And so, again, I think it comes down to people, like knowing that there are people in the world who, like a lot of my best friends still are from middle school, high school, and then like college. And so when I'm hanging out with them, they treat me like any other person. And that is what I really appreciate because it's just like a sense of normalcy. And I don't have to feel like I have to put, not that I'm putting on a show all the time, but like that I can be the realest, truest version of myself, which is always always nice yeah the closest friends i have are not in the entertainment industry you know mm -hmm. and, and they they remind you that the world is so much bigger than yeah. entertainment world and that's another layer to house on a hill right it's that sense of isolation from everyone else mm -hmm. and you don't want that for yourself as well you're not just on the way you're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. I feel like I made a friend. And I think you can tell if you've been listening to the conversation so far. We really connected like soul to soul on mental health, on our view and outlook of the world, our reflections. And it really felt like it wasn't an interview. It was just two friends almost therapizing each other. And I truly hope that this conversation leads Eric to where he needs to be. I'm trying to listen to more K-pop. I have a lot of friends who seed me a lot of K-pop. And very quickly, I've, I'm learning what you can do, what you cannot do, what's considered liberal and free in America is viewed as reckless in Korea. And so I, I wanted to ask you how you navigate that since your fan base is a bit of both like doing what you love, but then at the same time, kind of like being conscious of how people perceive it. Or do you just kind of like do what you want? I used to be so hyper vigilant and conscious about it to the point where I felt like, oh my God, I can't like live life, which is not necessarily the healthiest thing. And so for me, it's been a process and it's taken time for me to say like, hey, just like let things go just a little bit, mm -hmm. just relax. And I think you have to save parts of your life for yourself. You have to be selfish. I think there's a weird thing of like authenticity where everybody's like, oh, we want like the authentic, realist story and like everything. But at the same time, like not all art has to come directly from you as artists. There are so many artists who are writing about stories of other people and it's still authentic, it's still true. And when I keep that in mind, it's like, oh, you are able to have multiple sides to yourself, uh, different layers to yourself, be a fully functioning, normal human being. And um, embracing that, I think, is a very important part of who I am and who I think everybody should be. And, um, oh my God, my ADHD is crazy. What was the original question? Because I was trying to bring it back. No, it's fine. I, I like where you're taking me with this anyway. You know, um, you use that to lead you, right? Essentially, you use- Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, my brain goes into so many ways. But yeah, you use that to kind of lead me and guide me in saying like, is this okay? Is this right? But at the core, at the baseline level, 
it's just always like, hey, just be a good person. Hey, just like don't do bad, shady things. And like yeah. that will be the best way to go about it. You know, yeah. I think there will always be situations that can get trickier. Somebody can be, you know, upset about something, but at the core, it's like, I'm doing this from the best of intentions, the nicest of intentions. And that's what I have to keep true to myself. We are so much more than our biggest mistake and, and our triumphs as well. We're so much more than even like the coolest thing we've ever done, you know? So and I think that the other thing is, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, is like what people see on social media or content or whatever, it is literally just a highlight reel, right? And because of that, we are as consumers optimized to just make complete full decisions just based on those highlights without understanding the nuance and the layers of what's going on beyond and behind that. And that is where I'm always, I've said this for years, it's like have grace for yourself, have grace for the people that you're watching or observing on whatever internet, social media thing as well, because there are so many other things and you never know what somebody might be going through. And yeah. I think people are just so quick to forget that. I was just reading stuff online. I was like, people are so mean. Yeah, it's just so unnecessary. The way that we speak to each other has become very toxic. And so, yeah, anyways, sorry. No, no, you're right. Look, like I just came out of a period of like four months of anxiety. And mm -hmm. it's very surreal because we're reporting all these headlines on how like even in Singapore, we want to prioritize mental health. And even in the entertainment industry, you know, we're losing a lot of people due to poor mental health and treatment. And, and it's like the answer is right in front of you. Just offer grace to one another it's not a pill that we need to formulate to teach each other that like grace has been here since the, the dawn of mankind yeah, it's Treat. just being nice and being kind yeah. being more understanding and it's oddly seemingly increasingly difficult in this world because everything has gone to such extremes and polar opposites whereas i feel like it wasn't always like that. And so it's in that sense, a little discouraging, but I think it's people who have the foresight and the thought to think, okay, well, like, let's not be like that. Just to be more active and vocal on that, I think is important. On your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. I have a bone to pick with this Sean Rick who. What'd I do? Okay. A couple of things. First yeah. of all, the song that we just heard, Stupid in Love, right? Yeah. More than radio, you host a lot on the side. You're yeah. hosting weddings. Yes. Why? Because... Because this year, 2024, and especially in the month of February, a lot of couples like to, you know, do the special wedding day 202424, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I didn't a thing. Know about that. <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. So that's why, like, this uh, Saturday, 24th February, hosting a wedding. A lot of weddings happening this year. It's auspicious. Yeah, it's very. Uh, <laughs> I knew you like that kind of joke, very lame one. But you like this guy. But this is supposed to be my territory. I'm supposed to be hosting weddings. But look at you, fully booked for the rest of the year. And then apart from that, he's stealing my friends, everyone. I, I made the poor decision of introducing my friends to Sean Riku. <laughs> and now all of them want to do wrestling. Hey, hey, you could, I could totally <laughs> just shout out to our friends, by the way. <laughs> What's going on now? Uh? I don't know. I asked you to come down. You're not free. See, this is the thing. You introduce your friends to each other, and then yeah. in the same group chat, they're like, hey, uh, Sean, we see you later. Then I'm like, huh? 
See who later Why am I not invited Wait what's going on You're having your own plans Going to watch wrestling together I asked you too Okay And turns out um, They really like <laughs> Spending their Saturday nights Watching people get beat up Yeah and, and they are actually Interested in, in wrestling So yeah, it's kind it was, of wild It was an amazing Okay and the next one Okay I want you to see I want, I want to see Joshua Simon In the attendance The next wrestling show That we have As long as I'm not in the ring that's you fine. can join me if you want. I mean, I would be entertaining. Uh, what do you think, right? But I may not show up for work the next day. Uh, oh, well, okay. La. <laughs> Sunday, no new work. On your way, it's KISS 92. All right, so next week will be my last week ever. <gasps> Uh, in Singapore for the month of February. Oh, you don't scare me. Wait, isn't next week the last February week? For all. Yes, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but the, the weekend next week, I'm going to be flying to, to Tokyo and Kyoto. Oh. Uh, with my mom and dad, I've never um, brought them to Tokyo. It's first time for them in Japan. So I'm very, very nervous. Ever? Yeah. Ooh. It's just never been a thing. I don't know why, like maybe in the 90s, um, like our parents' generation have this perception that like Japan is like crazy expensive, right? Right. And maybe it was back in the day, mm-hmm. but that was what kept my parents from ever going to Japan, right? Right. Right. When they were like our age, you know, so they never mm. went to Japan, and they just kind of like shelved that idea, right? But then they're trying to connect with me a little bit more, so we're going on our first trip. I'm very excited for it, but I'm also very nervous. And the thing about me is, I don't let it hit me until a day before I fly. So I've not packed. I've not anything. Nothing? Mm-mm. Joshua I'm more concerned it. about making sure my parents pack, making sure that they have all their winter clothes and everything. But oh, okay. I need to go to Uniqlo to get that heat tech thing because it's going to be cold, yeah? Yeah. Um, and I haven't changed my currency yen thing. Everyone's right. like, oh my God, like now's the best time to change. I'm like, I don't want to think about the trip until I, I'm actually going on the trip. The exchange rate is quite insane. It's actually quite a good deal to exchange now. <laughs> I, but I don't like to pack, even if it's a long trip. And this uh-huh. one's going to be relatively long because usually, you know, Singaporeans, how many days I'll leave with me? I only I travel. Mean- Fair enough, because if you pack light, then you at least be, you're able to help your parents carry their stuff yeah. and all that kind of thing. And I want to feel that adrenaline. I'm the last minute packer, but I know where everything is in my room. So I will just like, boom, 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 boom. Everything is done fast. You are the epitome of Kanchong Spider. I love it. Because <laughs> if I pack early, then I'll feel like every day is just like counting down through it. I'll be looking at the bag like, hey, anytime I need you. You know? You just I, wait I, in the bag, you stare at the bag, the bag stare at you, exactly. and then you're about to go to... <laughs> feel like okay work is done it's midnight <laughs> time to, time to thrr, just pack everything flights in five hours pack now i like that feeling you straight up you know what you're perfect for what the amazing race i don't know if you still remember that you show. and i would be incredible on that show. i we would be very slow it would be one race i cannot win we'll be like you got to get there from here to there i'm like hey but that cafe looks quite nice <laughs> stop it joshua stay connected on your way on kiss let's go 92 you have been on your way with joshua simon i hope i earned the privilege of your time but now i leave you in the hands of sean rick who are friendly gentle giant <laughs> uh, who will give you a chance to win some flowers from yeah. flowers and kisses worth a hundred dollars okay this is your go-to online florist where you can find enchanting bouquets with the freshest of blooms to make up for the fact that you did not give anyone flowers over Valentine's Day. I well, in my defense, in my defense, my mm. partner, she uh, <laughs> she's afraid of plants, so I completely afraid saved money. of plants. It's and a real thing. Living so it's called, in the Garden City. It's called botanophobia. It's a Are you real serious? thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So when I found out, instantly, I know it's a really dark thing to think about, but instantly I thought, wow, I can definitely save money during Valentine's Day. That is also true. 
Wow, yeah. a nightmare for her would be to go to uh, Botanic Gardens. No, right? no lie, dude. Like, even, okay, so we used to rent this uh, condo with the swimming pools. You know how th- sometimes swimming pools, they got the dried leaves and all that? Right. Because of that, right, she would never w- want to go swimming. Gee, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I have a really close friend of mine who has a, a deep fear of fruit. So Chinese really? New Year is like, yeah, like not even joking. Like, I mean, fruit. Yeah. So Chinese New Year is especially hard because people exchange, you know, oranges, oranges and he's Chinese as well. Oh, so dear. he gets, he gets like a, a full reaction to oh, it. So he has wow. learned over year, over the years to try to like maybe distance himself or step away for a bit and his family kind of like protect him. But uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's, it's a real thing. You know, like people do have sort of these strange phobias. You know, that are funny on the surface, but, you know, but like, you know, deeper on a deeper level, it also helps us to remind one another to be sensitive to one another. Sensitive and also be mindful and all that, but also in the spirit of comedy and and, and joy. Once Chinese New Year is done, aren't you glad that it's finished? Oh, my God. Sean Rick is next for you. The very problematic Sean Rick on KISS 92. (laughs) You're on your way. Joshua Simon. Kiss 92.